All right. Let's get this out of the way first. The thoughts, views, and opinions expressed on Tailboard Talks Firefighter Podcast are solely those of the speakers, guests, and hosts, and do not in any way represent the thoughts or views or opinions of any other employer, partnership, or sponsor. The material and information in this podcast is for general information purposes only and should be used at the listener's discretion. What's up, everyone? Chris from Four Shift Firefighter here in the garage. Um, again in the garage and uh, it's getting cold outside it snowed on Halloween which I was super stoked about I was talking with some guys at work the other day and man these kids have had it so easy for the past three or four years with like nice weather no rain no snow Um, it's been dry it's been gross for a Halloween day I cannot remember a Halloween that I went trick-or-treating that had favorable weather so this year it snowed super stoked about it dragged Nathan farther than he wanted to um, until he was asking to go inside, which is perfect. Anytime you can wear that kid out, it's just ideal. So um, happy Halloween, which was yesterday. Happy candy. Posted a thing on my candy preferences again today. I get more responses and more traction on my candy preferences than almost anything else. I had, uh, let me see what he's doing here. I posted my unpopular top three, and it was Whoppers, Candy Corn, and Three Musketeers. I'll eat them every time. But that's the unpopular top three. Those are the ones that, like, when I eat, people throw a fit about. And boy, did you. Um, boy, did you. If I was going popular top three, it'd be, like, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Kit Kat, Crunch Bar, main, mainstream stuff like that. But if I'm going unpopular, there are some hidden gems in the scorned, scorned world of candy that I get down with. And those were a great top three. So thanks for all the constructive and not constructive feedback on that. October Daily Dose just ended. Uh... Thank you so much for you guys who and girls who tagged me in your daily dose posts and daily dose activities. Uh, if you're new to the channel or new to the podcast, beginning of October, we started a thing called Daily Dose, and it stands for dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. That's all the feel-good chemicals when you work out. And the point of Daily Dose was do between 20 and 100 or something first thing in the morning um, to get you going, get those endorphins and those uh, feel-good chemicals going, set you off in the day. Bonus of that, maybe you do that and then you just, your day gets busy. You don't work out, you don't go for a walk, you don't do your exercises or your training later. At least you did something. And for me, that saves me a lot of mental anguish. Like late in the day when I just don't want to work out, I'm like, hey, at least I did 100 squats this morning. So did that, posted a bunch of videos of it. I would say that I was probably compliant, I would say two-thirds of the days on, on just a guess. So about 10, 11 days, I didn't do that. And most of the time on those 10 or 11 days, I knew I was going to skate or going for a ride later. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to do stuff later. It's all good. Now, yes, the point of daily dose was to get the chemicals going in the morning to set you off. But I got to tell you, just knowing I was going to do those things started me off on the right foot most days. So, but that was the point. The point was to like, use it for what you need it right? And uh, there were several days where I did it in the morning and I posted the videos of me doing split squats and squats while making coffee where I thought I was going to work out and I didn't. And I can tell you that at the end of the day, it was much easier for me to be like, well, at least I did a hundred squats this morning and not feel so, there wasn't so much self-hate involved in the end of the day for me for not working out that day. Um, Self-hate for not working out is a different conversation for a different day, um, but a very real thing. So I'm going to run it again in January. If you guys want to get on that in January, I'll be posting about it more. We'll do daily dose again, but thank you again for everyone who participated in that with me. More updates. Um, mouse update. 
last episode, I was sitting right here, minding my own business, and a mouse ran in. Mouse ran in the garage, stayed over there by the weights for a second, and then as I was explaining something obviously very important to the firefighting world, it ran by me, and I did not find it. I stopped recording after that, looked around, tried to scare it out, could not find it. Huge update on the mouse update. Still didn't find it, but it smells like dead mouse in the garage. So not a great update, not what I was hoping for. I ordered a weight, like a big rolling weight cart that I'm going to put the weights on because turns out I couldn't find him, but he was having a good time pooping in that box back there that holds my weight plate. So, okay, that happened and it's still happening. More updates to come. Um, I'm in the garage again. The office is being remodeled right now. Super pumped for that. Super pumped for that. And that will be the eventual new studio for this podcast. We got um, some planking on the walls, which is gonna, it looks awesome already. And we're going to paint that like a dark gray. Uh, but aside from that, nothing else is in there besides construction material. So I'm in the garage for a little bit more. I'll be posting updates on the office construction. Katie's got a plan for it that is awesome. And I can't wait for that to start taking more shape. But uh, paint should be coming soon. Outside of the world of the four shift world, Movember is kicking off. Very popular thing with a lot of guys at work. I will not be participating. Um, that's just not something. I, let me say, I will not be growing a mo, a mustache. No, thank you. It doesn't work for me. I don't do good. If it was neck beards and awkward patchy sideburns, I'd be all in. Mustache, not so much. Uh, Katie doesn't want one. I don't think I would look good with one. Now, you can also do other things for Movember, though. I looked it up. If you're interested, go to us.movember.com and check it out. They are there to uh, take on mental health, suicide, prostate cancer, and testicular cancer. And one of their challenges they have on there is the uh, move for mental health. And that's just doing uh, run or walk 60 miles over Movember. I'm more likely to do that. In terms of like joining his stuff, I'm more likely to do St. Baldrick's, like actually do that, which scares Katie even more than a mustache. But Movember's kicking off. Get involved in that if you feel so moved or check out their website, do the um, move for mental health side of it. That's, that's a doable one without wrecking your face. In other news, we got more stuff. We got more stuff. Um, actually, we don't. We're moving on the topics now. We're moving fast today. Two reasons. It's nap time upstairs. Otherwise, I would be in the newly um, demolished office doing this. And uh, it's chilly out here. There's one heat vent in the garage. It's 54 degrees out here, so we're moving quick. Oh, the other update. I got hats for sale still. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see them. If not, I'll be posting pictures on my Instagram. They're the old hats with the old Four Shift Fitness logo. It's a circle logo. It says Capable Endure. Nope, it says Established 2017 underneath the crest. Um, they're on the website. Check them out. It's getting cold outside. Get yourself a hat. And I'm going to be looking at uh, sweatshirt designs soon. I'm going to take a poll. Do you like the big... Logo in the center chest, big giant one, or little one on the left chest. We'll get into that in a little bit. Okay, last week I asked a question on Instagram, and that question was, well, I kind of posed it as a statement, finish this statement. A great leader knows, and then I said, dot, 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 you fill in the rest, okay? And here's, re- here's your answers. I got a bunch of answers. Thank you again for participating. A great leader knows how to have the hard conversations, Yep. A great leader knows when to be heard and when to just let them learn. That is a very good one. Uh, They know it's not about them. They know to educate first, instruct second, and coach third. And they know that it's about the success of those around you. Got a couple more here. A great leader knows when to be a follower. 
A great leader knows a title doesn't make you a leader. That's a good one. A great leader knows their people and where those people best help the company. We're talking about crew resource management there, a great topic that um, until that answer came in, I really didn't think to make that a topic but of a, its own episode, but I think it's going to be. That's a great one. And a great leader knows how to communicate. This highlights um, kind of the fourth shift. I put a thing up a little bit ago. It says, I don't have all the answers, but we got a lot of them. And this highlights that. These are a lot of things that um, obviously you as a community look for in leadership. I will say the one that resonates most with me is the have hard conversations one. It's one that uh, came up with Stephanie White when we talked about uh, women going through their pregnancy and at what point maybe a conversation may happen about them going on light duty or, or leaving the line. Uh, it's a conversation about um, fitness that Kurt and I had in one of the more popular episodes, uh, uncomfortable conversations episode about when do you have a talk with someone that their physical conditioning is hampering the evolutions and hampering the operations, difficult conversations. The thing about those difficult conversations is they kind of suck. Like it's not fun to have them most of the time. They're usually going to be received lukewarm. It's very seldom that you're going to confront someone. And it is a confrontation most of the time because either they're guarded about it or they're trying to let it slide or people are just rolling the dice on it, hoping nothing comes back to bite them. So the people who are receiving those uncomfortable conversations, those difficult conversations, very seldom are like, you know what, I've just been waiting for somebody to bring this up to me. Yeah, it's been weighing on me for a long time. Sometimes it does happen, but with anything physical, um, anything that's going to kind of under, undercut someone's ego or call them out, um, expose them, you know, those are tough, man. And those are really, really uncomfortable. Ones. I thought I just saw another mouse. I think I'm just going to keep seeing mice in this garage now until I don't know when, until I move into the, the office to do these and I just can't see them anymore. Um, those are tough, tough ones. The other ones I liked, let me get back to it here. The other ones I liked, um, was about when to be heard and when to just let them learn. That is one of the most difficult things as a leader and as a mentor is when you should interject and say stuff and when you can let them start making mistakes or learning or learn through a little bit of error that's not going to overall impact the evolution right or the operation but let let people find their own answers let afford them that respect and that uh, empower empower them to to do that because they'll do it one way or the other and if they don't do it then you can interject and and figure out a way to constructively modify that behavior or or bring it up for next time. We've done a lot of those things like, hey, next time, what do you think about this? And uh, it's tricky. I've had that done to me where I said, why didn't you step in and stop that then? Because the way you're describing the handle is way better. And it would have just been better service. It would have been better result. It would have been a lot easier to get there. Now, on the other side of that conversation, I remember those handful of times very vividly. And I have gone out of my way not to make those mistakes again in the same circumstances. So it was uncomfortable, but it was probably the right thing, the right way to instruct me. Um, that's a very tough one though. It's tough with parenting when to let them make their mistakes and learn on their own. It's very tough when you're told you're a leader. Now you're a Lieutenant, you're a company officer, you're a captain, you're whatever. And this is your responsibility to make sure everything goes well. It's hard to let things not go well for a little bit in hopes to teach something, but that's really the mark of someone who's progressed, I believe, progressed as a leader and as a person that's secure in their own teaching, secure in the end result, and really secure that the lesson's going to be um, taken in and understood and worked on, and then the person will do better on the front side or on the back side. There's no doubt some people 
that no matter what the mess up is or the screw up is, even if you tell them, they're probably not going to adjust their their operations. They're not going to adjust the way they handle situations. On those ones, maybe it, maybe it is better to be heard and to put an end to it and stop it because you know that the end result isn't going to be better fruit. It's going to be just another rotten apple, right? I don't know if that makes sense. It just came to my head. So great answers. What makes a great leader? Um, thank you for thank you for um, responding to that. And that's something that is going to keep coming up because this whole four shift firefighter thing is just a lifestyle deal, right? It's all about how to make us better, more capable and durable on the job and away from it. So this kind of plays into it. This is why I wanted to get away from fitness a little bit. Of course, it's still the backbone, um, kind of the roots of the company, but it, it blows out pretty quick, right? It blows out pretty quick. Um, one more topic, and this is kind of a current event for me. I had a pretty, now I had a hard conversation with someone the other day, and I've preached on here time and time again, not every difficult conversation or hard conversation or uncomfortable thing has to be adversarial. You don't have to go into a tough argument thinking I'm going to defeat this person or I'm going to, I'm going to say overly harsh things to prove my point. That, that's not the great, that's not a good default, right? I will tell you that I was in a position last week and I struggled with that to the point where it turned into pretty intense uh, conversation. The kind of conversation that starts with what happened and what was wrong with that and then extends out to not necessarily attacking each other as, per, as people and how you operate in general, but things bled into the conversation on the wider scope than just the incident at hand. Um, I shot a lot of arrows in that conversation. Some of them landed, some of them missed, and some were arrows meant for a different time. I went in there thinking... I went in there with the right approach and it quickly deteriorated. Sometimes that happens, man. Sometimes these things happen. It wasn't great. I'm not super proud of it. We both um, probably went a little bit too far, but that happens. Now, here's the hard part. That part was easy. It really is. That part of going at someone, having them spar back with you and just flying off the handle, um, not in like a violent or like a overly, you know, absurd way, but like, going at each other. That happens. What I found is much more difficult is re-entering that relationship or another conversation with that person after the dust has settled. You'd think that like, oh, that was a big thing. We've had some time to separate and think about it. We'll come back together and it'll be cool. Not with where we went with it. Um, it's the kind of thing where if you don't, if you don't, if you don't purposefully get into a conversation with that person, that it could just fester. It could just sit there and that was the last time you talked to that person for a long time. In bigger departments, you might be able to do that. You might be able to tell one someone to go pound sand and I'm not going to see them for two years anyways, so what does it matter? I'm just going to let it rip and they can deal with it. That's not the situation. This is a situation where this person, I'm going to see them frequently and work with them and uh, rely on each other. And it's very, very difficult to re-enter that arena with that person. And I'm working on it. I don't have any real good tips for it yet because I'm too close to the situation. It's still going. I'm sure if I wasn't involved in it, I could rattle off a few, but it's one of those things where it, I'm too deep in it. So I've tried uh, once or twice now with mixed results, but I think maybe just keeping your expectations realistic is the key to it. Like you can't expect them after an argument that gets to a level of intensity to 
the next time you talk to them, they see your side 100%. Because chances are they're going to dig in farther to their side. I didn't come away from my talking points at all in the past week. So if I'd be like, you know what? I taught them a lesson. They should have learned it. By now, I'm just going to approach it like I was right. You're going to have another conflict. So I think what I'm going to have to do is approach it as like, we both know this thing happened, this big argument, this big conflict happened. Stick to the facts now. Let that conversation come back around at the right time. Don't force it. You know it's a touchy subject. You know it's going to, has a potential to blow up again. Stick to the facts. Keep it professional. Let that topic arise. Work on your relationship with that person and let that thing be its own thing until it comes back up. Okay? Um, my battery's flashing on the camera. We're going to cut this one off here because my battery's flashing. It's a great time to talk, take off. Let's all keep working on being more capable and durable, but on the job and away from it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Be a four shift firefighter. That was a great way to end that because I don't want to talk about it anymore. So see you guys.